We often think about the way genetics, diet, and lifestyle impact our health. But what about stable housing or steady employment, access to transportation? One Southside Health Group is deeming these as social determinants of health and is funding groups that provide these services. Here to tell us more about the million dollars awarded as grants to the five groups is Lisa Cox. She's the project lead for the Social Determinants of Health program at the Southside Healthy Community Organization. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Good afternoon, Sasha. How did the Southside Healthy Community Organization start, Lisa, and what work do you do? So thank you for having me uh, today to share the information about the Southside Healthy Community Organization. You know, the organization really was built out of need uh, in the sense that on the south side of Chicago, when you look at health disparities and health equity or inequity, uh, you can look at any of the data and literally based on a zip code that you live in, someone's life expectancy can be the difference of 10, 15 years. So the South Side Healthy, or what we call the SSHCO, so I don't have to keep saying the entire name, <laughs> but the South Side Healthy Community Organization uh, was built really to serve and to meet the goal of the community with what I'll call wraparound services, looking at holistic care, taking the mission of improving health of Southsiders by expanding the access of care, connecting uh, patients and the community and the residents to social services, and supporting residents along the way through care, care coordination, really to improve overall health. Yeah. Tell us more about social resources as part of providing health care? Because you don't hear that approach too often. Well, it is amazing in the sense that uh, when you think about someone either wanting to live their healthiest life, sometimes you think it's just about maybe one thing. And what we have found, it is just not the case. Mm -hmm. You know, not only through research have we we've seen, uh, you know, that there's more to it. Uh, there are things that people are dealing with every day, whether it is food insecurity, meaning they may live in an area where there's just a food desert. Doesn't have, they don't have access to fresh vegetables and things of that nature. Maybe it's employment um, and, and having those type of resources to take care of your daily needs. You're worried about the roof over your head to really use layman terms here. So there's housing insecurity as well. So in this approach to improving health, literally from day one, the organization started its mission to ensure that people have what they needed so that they can, mm -hmm. one, not only have access, but really focus on living their healthiest lives. Yeah. Let's dig more into the, the key areas that uh, you're, you're funding. You talked a bit there about food insecurity and housing and employment. Uh, what about job training and, and transportation? How did you land on all five of these? Through bunch of listening sessions. So we literally did a lot of research and, and what I would say, you know, traditional as well as non-traditional, meaning that there were listening sessions. Uh, we gathered folks from the community, lived in the community to say, what is most important to you or what may be preventing you from living your healthiest life? 
And these five areas rose to the top, as you mentioned, transportation, food, you know, emergency services, and those are things, or emergency assistance, shall I say, that may be, my lights are about to be shut off. Um, housing was another, you know, I'm housing insecure in the sense that I don't have uh, my own home or can't, I'm not in my own residence or I'm living kind of day to day on someone's sofa. And then ultimately uh, assistance with the uh, needs in terms of a job. You know, I may be, I want to become self-sufficient. How do you do that? So these five areas rose to the top is not to suggest that there are not other things that may play a part in someone living their healthiest lives. But from the community residents and from those who we spoke to, these five things rose to the top. Yeah. And so the organization made it a priority. Let's get into specifics of the, the grant. What will the funding go toward? The funding will go uh, to these five organizations. Uh, Dion Chicago Dream for the food insecurity piece where that will allow access to literally about 125 households, and that's probably four members in a household, to get food, obviously free of charge, delivered to their home weekly. So these are fresh produce. So that's what this will allow specifically on the food and security piece. On the financial assistance, we'll be able to reach many more residents um, in our, if you will, propers in our zip codes that we serve that will have access to emergency resources uh, if they are dealing with needing clothing, Mm -hmm. um, gas bill, light bills paid, and so forth. And then on the job training piece, we will be able to do some case management, make sure that we can directly, and when I say directly, refer and access housing assistance where people are not going into this 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 hole and, and hoping to get help. We are really navigating and helping them access these services. Uh, the same would hold true on the training. You know, we are going to ensure that people are connected if they want to get certificates. Maybe someone is interested in being a community health worker or they can get a certificate in other places of job training and trade positions. And then last but not least, certainly, is transportation. Mm-hmm. You know, we heard loud and clearly from residents that, you know, I, while you may say, and we know public uh, transportation is there, we are offering one-to-one rides, meaning that you're not waiting for hours for someone to pick you up at an appointment or at a location. And this is just one way to connect. Yeah. If you have that appointment, that's one barrier that we can remove and take that away from your your thought or worry that how will I get there, not only get there, but get there safely as well. So these are the top five areas mm-hmm. uh, that we are certainly addressing from a healthcare and a holistic social resources to ensure that people have access to care. Um, and it's it's a priority of these grants and why we wanted to invest in this way. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we're talking about a, a grant that's funding social service organizations to transform health care for Southside residents. Our guest is Lisa Cox from the Southside Healthy Community Organization. That's the group that's distributing these grants. Uh, so, Lisa, you talked a bit there about some of the um, 
recipients. Uh, Dion's Chicago Dream, for instance, you talked about how the grant funding can help that group feed more families, uh, which would be great. Tell us a bit more about Trek World USA, another organization that was chosen. Trek World USA uh, is, this is a wonderful platform and really unique in the sense of making sure that not only are we providing the rides to uh, those who need them to and from their doctor's appointments or to pick up medication, but it's a one-to-one service. So what do I mean in that sense is that you are riding in these vehicles either alone or with your designated person if you have, you know, if you see your loved one that's riding with you. It will provide wheelchair access if needed. Uh, so this is really uh, an exciting partnership uh, because the other thing is that, you know, truck is available. It's 24-7. Mm-hmm. It's not and, – and literally it's in minutes. So when we know that a patient has uh, an appointment – you know that person or that patient in their resident or their family member are not waiting, if you will, for hours to get there. They will know it's definitely backed by technology. Yeah. Our community health workers will ensure that these rides are scheduled for right. individuals who need the care. So it really does give you that personalized, yeah. and high quality touch to it. It was. It was also. It was founded by someone with with personal experience on the matter. Right, uh, Pierre. Shuttlesworth, his his mother had cancer, and there just weren't enough options to get her to and from her appointments. Well, I I, I will tell you, uh, I've heard Pierre's story, and and he definitely, this is coming from personal experience, uh, like myself. You know, Pierre has said that he is born and raised in the Chicago South Side area, and he did watch his mother kind of struggle to navigate all these different pieces that were a part of health care. So the South Side Healthy Community Organization is stepping in and really trying to, we will remove these barriers. So like I said, transforming health is a real plausible and thing for the residents of Chicago here on the south side. Another organization that you're working with helps with job readiness in West Pullman. Tell us a bit more about Phalanx. Yeah, Phalanx is in West Pullman, as you mentioned, and they have a a plethora, I mean, a host of various different uh, uh, programs for adults. They also, I know, do have adolescent programs for job training, too. But the goal here is really about sustaining employment, uh, readiness training. You know, they can even help someone with career search assistance and ultimately job placement itself. Another big issue, as we talked about housing, right? I'm thinking of people who just had surgeries and, of course, the difficulty in in recovering if your housing situation is unstable. So how does Christian Community Health Center do that? How do they work to help residents access the housing? Yeah, specifically what they're going to be doing and working with the SSHCO, uh, our organization, is every person that we touch, we go through an SDOH assessment. Uh, That is something that is deliberately done. It's just not, you know, it's the vital. Certainly you want to ensure that people, you know, are you take those, I'll say, the must-have. But another part of our assessment at the SSHCO is really looking at 
are there any barriers that are preventing you from being your healthiest? So in this assessment, housing is one of them, and Christian Community Health Center as a partner will be a direct link for the organization to make sure that it's direct access, uh, that no one that is referred, you know, kind of falls through the cracks and so forth. And Christian Community Health Center has been, you know, a pillar of the Southside community for many years, yeah. and we're excited about just making sure that our patients and the residents of the South Side of Chicago will have access mm-hmm. to this service. And finally, Centro Comunitario Juan Diego will be able to uh, expand its reach and to provide more monetary support to people for, for use on essential household services like lighting and and heating. You know, Lisa, it seems like there are so many groups and, and people who've got these big ideas about how to improve the quality of life for residents who live on the South Side. How does it feel for you to be able to support their work? Well, I I tell you, it is, it is definitely... Uh, passion. It comes from a place and space. You know, our CEO, Kimberly Hobson, you know, she says every day in terms of this really is work from the heart. You know, we work hard, but really at the end of the day, it's work from the heart uh, because the folks who are employed here generally either live or directly probably grew up or certainly work within community. And it's an engaging organization. You know, so many times you you have, to your point, there are organizations that have great ideas, but I do feel what makes the Southside Healthy Community Organization different is in the sense that it is literally engaging the community Mm -hmm. to inform the work, to do the work, to make sure that the needs are met. And that is... From the beginning, you know, it is a grassroots effort. And in that sense, uh, from the beginning, that's how the organization was founded, and it's ongoing. We are launching and having a community advisory council that the organization is starting. So anyone that's in the community that can hear my voice or if you know someone who really has the intent and the will and also just the desire to really make a difference in terms of the health of those living on the South Side, they are welcome to join, and they are welcome to this this advisory group acts as, you know, an informing council member, if you will, to the organization around the work that it's doing and will continue to do in the community. When will the grant be rolled out? We are looking to go live late spring with the five organizations mentioned. Uh, There is more information on our website, the SouthsideHealthyCommunity.com. That's SouthsideHealthyCommunity.com. Always stay up to date with a lot of things that we're doing as we're continuing to evolve, listen to the community, and certainly expand the services as needed to ensure access to what we want to call holistic care. Lisa Cox is the project lead for the Social Determinants of Health program at the Southside Healthy Community Organization. Thank you, Lisa.